My guest on this week's episode of Says and Search is Andrew Optimizey, SEO consultant and founder at Optimizey, an SEO consultancy located in Cambridge. Andrew is a digital marketing veteran with almost two decades of experience. He is a host of a series of popular free meetups. Andrew is also a popular podcast guest, a webinar host, and a must follow on social media. He appears on many best of lists, including Search Engine Journal's list of the top SEO experts you should be following. One of my favorite ways to learn SEO or digital marketing generally is to attend local meetups. Meetups are also a great way to make friends and have fun. Andrew has done an amazing job building out a community in Cambridge and his reputation for hosting top flight meetups is recognized all over the SEO world. We filmed this episode almost two years into the COVID pandemic and the state of local meetups is in flux. I wanted to chat with Andrew about what the future holds for his meetups and why the format works so well. Andrew also detests spammy or snake oil SEO practitioners. I'm going to chat with him about how pervasive the issue is and what to be on the lookout for. Grab something cold to drink and join me for a conversation with Andrew Optimizing. We'll chat about why he's invested so much time and energy into free SEO meetups. We'll talk about some red flags to avoid before working with an SEO consultant or agency. And I'll spend a little time chatting with him about whether or not Google has a responsibility to identify bad actors. Andrew, welcome to Sudden Search. How are you doing? Hey, Mark. Uh, I'm good. It's um, not, it's only just gone three in the afternoon here and I'm starting to drink beer on a Friday. So how bad can it be? Perfect timing for you. You're, you're like, we've had a couple of people from the UK on and every time it's great. What are you drinking? You actually like... You've got the T-shirt. You're really invested in this. I love I'm it. fully embracing this. So this is um this one is called Brewboard. Is the is the uh, brewery? This is called Gingerman. So which is like ginger and lemon kind of flavored beer. Um, but yeah, Brewboard T-shirt. So you got you're an American, right? So this is like um this one is for a yeah. different beer called the Bambino, and this is like so this is awesome. a kind of stylized photo of Babe Ruth, which I'm, I'm he's in your constitution somewhere, right? Absolutely, like exactly right, exactly. I learned about him you have first to know who Babe here. Ruth is right. Yeah. So it's uh, yeah, it's totally. they're so, literally very local to me. So I can walk to this brewery. It's just up the road. It's great. Um, Brewboard.co.uk. Awesome. I should get yeah. their I should get their plug in there as well. So they're great. I'm not sure if they ship as far as the US, but they probably would. Wow, that's awesome. Well, I, I am drinking also a local brewer beer from Old Irving Brewing, who back when we used to do these, we filmed in the brewery. I did one episode at their brewery, so it's it's a very good spot if you're ever in Chicago. It's right yes. off the highway from O'Hare. So. Well, listen, this is where I want to start. You you host a series of SEO meetups in Cambridge. We're starting to get in-person events back in the United States slowly but surely. We talked off air about Brighton. You know, kind of give us a sense. What What is the status of these meetups that you manage right now? So for me, my events are completely on hold. So I've kind of paused them all. So this is really weird. I was talking to another event organizer and we were remembering just that the whole COVID thing was starting and it was like, should we, you know, is it, is it sensible to meet up in a big air conditioned room with lots of, ah, I'm not sure. Like, so we're thinking about what things we could do to alleviate it. And like, you know, because all these people come and they all drink beer together and we all kind of share pizzas. And so that doesn't seem like a good idea. Everybody putting their hands in the same, let's get like, we'll get individual lunch mm -hmm. things for people and just to make them you know less worried about it. And we'll get some sanitizer and all. And then just that it just, spiraled so quickly from there that it was like okay this is not a good idea let's cancel this entire this is all pre-vaccines and people knowing what masks to wear uh -huh. and all that kind of stuff so i canceled it all down um and then since then it hasn't really come back. i've been tempted a couple of times to come back and there have been some sort of online things that i've kind of joined in under the same kind of optimizing brand um but yeah still on hold sadly i miss it 
I know, and I love meetups, so I want to try and, like, when we can get back to normal, I want to encourage people to go back there, and I want to kind of, like, promote just the medium of, of having meetups. Like you said, it's kind of like exactly what we do on the show. We drink beer, and we talk, and we kind of have some education in it as well. And so it's, like, my one of my preferred ways to learn, obviously, and I don't think you need to be persuaded, but yeah, tell me why you've invested so much time in meetups. What 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 is the value add that you see uh, in having meetups for SEOs? So for me, it started from like helping friends. Um, so I know friends that run their own businesses. Um, the one I have sort of particularly in mind, she's a jeweler or her dad is a jeweler and she was helping him with like you know, making jewelry and selling jewelry and stuff and amazing stuff. And they are, am I allowed to swear? Is this like, could we drinking beer? Is that sort of temp temper my language? Totally fine. Yeah. Almost encouraged. Yeah. <laughs> they are exactly. amazing at making jewelry, but they are shit at marketing. Um, Okay. And it's certainly pretty bad at SEO. Um, and so then they have all these things that um, come through the email, which everybody gets like, you know, hey, I can get to the top of Google for 50 bucks. And they don't know, you know, right from wrong and left from right. And so they would ask me, they're like, well, you know, should, should I do this? Like this person telling me they can sell me like, you know, 50 DA 50 plus links. I don't even know what that means, but it seems pretty good. Should I go for that? And so you'd start advising them. And I think, well, you know, this is still just like a drop in the ocean. There's still so many people out there that get sucked in by all this kind of stuff. And it's all right, how can I get more good knowledge in front of the right kind of people? And if, like, if you're interested in this kind of stuff, just come and listen to smart people talking about stuff, sharing stuff. And if you take away one or two things, happy days. Um, so that's where it kind of started out from just, you know, helping get more, more smart people in front of the right numbers of people that are willing and interested to learn that kind of stuff. That's great. And I feel like there is like this networking component of it too. Like the big benefit to me is having a network. I have a friend who has this line where he's like going to these sort of like SEO meetups is solving a problem for two years from now. You don't know what the problem is and you don't know who in that room is going to help you solve it, but you're, you're yeah. kind of already investing because you've got the network in there. But I always like that. I, you know, I feel like this is really hard to do now. Like, I, I've, I've missed these things because I'm friendly-ish with a lot of people on Twitter. But isn't that nearly the same connection you can make with in person? Can, can you dwell on that a little bit? Like, how has this uh, the networking component of these meetups impacted you professionally or just personally? So for me, that was like kind of a almost like a side benefit of the events, which seemed... Yeah. And then once they started going and like I was speaking to the attendees and stuff, that was almost the bit that they got the most out of. So yes, of course, coming to listen to amazing speakers. And I've had some phenomenal people that, you know, come to let a leader solace has come and spoken at the events. Barry Adams has come and spoken at, the, oh, at my yeah. events, like these tiny little events in my little corner of Cambridge and like, you know, big SEO names have come and spoken at my events. Yeah. And that's a great draw and it gets people in the room. Of course it does. Um, but then it's that a lot of the people that I speak to, they kind of, well, I get the most benefit out of when I get to, you know, talk to other people over a beer afterwards or over a pizza or over a, you know, a cup of tea or whatever it is, you know, we're English, we're all supposed to drink tea all the time. Right. Um, but that's the bit where they got the most value because then they, you know, they, they'd be an SEO and they talk to a developer and they'd be like, Oh my God, like developers, they really grind my gears and da da my developer does this and this and this, and they never do this and they won't do this. And then the developer will go, you know what? That's really strange. Like, cause I have this SEO, my God, they're annoying. They're always coming to me with these stupid little things and they bug me about that. Mm. And, and I've got like, you know, the whole server's on fire and it's the site's about to fall over and they're asking me to implement like some random bit of schema and it. It's then they can kind of get together. And they're like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well maybe we should talk about this and I'll, you know, how could I present it differently? And suddenly conversations start happening and people start seeing things from different point of views. And like you, you know, you were saying about your, your friend saying, you know, those kind of, 
people that you then make a connection with. And then in six months time, you have that, oh, I've got that strange question. I don't know how to answer that. That guy I met at that event or that yeah. woman I met at that event, I bet, I bet they'd know. I, I'll drop them a line and see if they can help. It's hugely beneficial. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, well, good. Well, I want to try and, uh, you know, abruptly shift gears to something that's been bothering you. Uh, and that is I don't know, agencies or uh, consultants, basically people who, who offer shit advice. And uh, I listened to you on Morty's on a podcast that Morty does. It's like the SEO <laughs> yeah. rant. You had a really good one. So for, for anyone who hasn't listened to Morty's show, it's sort of like intentionally about getting a rise out of the guests. <laughs> you know, the, the rant, they want to get you on a rant. Morty doesn't so even need to try that. Rant was so He's kind of annoying. <laughs> I know he's, he's kind of wired that way. So your rant was like, it was righteous. It was interesting. Yeah. If you could, for our audience, help me define the issue. Like what, where are you seeing this? Like beyond just like getting shit advice, help me just surround it. If you would. So SEO doesn't have a great reputation, right? In lots of different people's yes. minds and eyes and like, you know, like my friend, the jeweler. So she gets 50 emails a month or whatever it is as a business owner from lousy SEOs trying to sell her stuff and trying to get her to buy right. things. And like, you know, do you want this guest post? And can I guest post on your website? And it's just like, ah, SEOs are just annoying, spammy, irritating people that do crap on the internet to try and trick Google. Um, and, that, you know, then if you're a good SEO, that kind of affects you. And like we're all kind of try to push the boulder back up this hill with, you know, other people raining crap yeah. down the other side, pushing it back. Um, so that's, that's for me is that, and, and I was thinking about this just, you know, prior to us kind of coming on, on to the show. And I guess there's, there is, to be fair, there's two sides to it. I mean, I get that people have got, you know, they've got to make a living and if they're trying to sell things and if, you know, they're selling lousy stuff to try and make a buck, then, you know, sure, I guess, you know, each to their own. And there is that, other side to it in terms of loud, even good advice interpreted wrong can be harmful, right? You know, there's people yeah. that kind of like, well, I, I read one blog post and so therefore this right. is the thing I'm going to apply to my website. And it's just like, okay, <laughs> please stop doing that. Um, we've all been there. I mean, the, the latest one seems to be around content culls. Everybody's like, oh, I read that like, you know, so so-and-so Mars or whatever did a content cull and they went through and they found all their lousy content that doesn't work. And so then they just sacked it all off and stripped it out of their website and, you know, traffic went through the roof. Yay. So I'm going to do that to my website and like, you know, I'm going to bin off all the pages that get fewer than 10 visits a month, whatever, and just bin them all. And then my traffic's going to go up three times. Oh no, it didn't. Oh, I've done massive harm to my website and I didn't really check what I was doing. And I deleted all this content that actually was the one that had, you know, 50% of my backlinks pointing to it. And now at 404s and oh, now my traffic's gone through the floor and, you know, that even good advice can be misinterpreted, right? So that's why I yeah, kind of ran, ranted at Morty I, I, about. Yeah, I like that. I mean, the, at the tactical level, I'm interested in some things because there's a, there's a lot of ways you could attack this. There's like people who just straight up give bad advice. So it's like, this is actually not good SEO. There are people who maybe they don't have the skill. They're like they're not very good at writing, for example. So the execution is bad. Um. You know, but one of the things that I think is really malicious that you talk about are like people who will be like charge money for monitoring analytics or uh, for helping bounce rate you know, because they put two analytics codes on really nothing that would help you get even one more customer uh, at all. It seems like there's like there's a really malicious layer to this, too. That's beyond just like, OK, I get it. Not everybody's going to be an awesome SEO. Uh, you got to get you got to go from 
beginner, intermediate to advanced, but like that malicious stuff is really, I think gets under my skin and certainly it sounded like it did for you too. Oh, that, that kind of stuff drives me nuts. And it's like, you know, and the, the agencies that, that do do this stuff just purely with financial means in it, in their, in their sites, they're not thinking about the client. They're not thinking about doing things better for them. They're just thinking about how can I get the maximum money out of this client? Um, you know, horrible things like, you know, when I've worked, you come into a new client and they go, we need some SEO help. And, you know, our agency said that we could talk to you and that was okay. And you're really like, that's a red flag. And you're like, your agency who you pay said it was like, why are they giving you permission? But okay, let's go with that. We'll go on. Okay. And then you ask for things like, oh, have you got search console set up? And they go, oh yeah, yeah, we've got search console. And if you've got analytics set up, oh yeah, we've got, uh, can I have access to those things? Oh no, we, we can't give you access to those things. The agency has all that. And you're to say, wait a second. So your proprietary stuff about your, and then, you know, then the agency, like for whatever reason, they part, part way to the agency. And the agency kills it all. They take all the analytics with them. They take search console with them. They don't sign it over back to the site owners. And wow, that kind of stuff. And you're just like, that's, I mean, it's, I, I'm not sure if there's like laws that they're breaching, but I'm pretty sure there must be. It's pretty criminal, that kind of thing going on. Wow. I love, I love that as like a red flag to watch out for. Like hopefully somebody watches this and they actually, we could actually help someone who might hire one of these agencies or might take one of those 50 spam emails and, respond to it uh you know like maybe help help to explain i like that idea of the red flag there like what 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 do you think legitimate agencies do during that sales process and what are some like major red flags before you hire an agency you should be really aware of the you know one two or three things so i'm an seo i don't build websites and stuff, but you know, I come across websites where they don't have things set up. They don't have analytics set up or search console or all the other things that we kind of come to rely on. Um, and it can be painful going through that process early on. We will say, okay, look, we need to get analytics set up. Here's how you do it. And for some of my clients, it feels to them like I'm passing the buck a little bit. And I'm really like, look, you can set this up and like, you know, here, I'm going to show you a video and I'll do a little loom video and a screen grab and all these things to show you how you can do this. And they're really like, you know, come on, I'm paying you for stuff. Like, can you not do this for me? And like, you have to explain to them, like, you know, I, I swear I'm not being lazy. It's really important that you do this and you own this and you know how to turn it on and off again. So that in the future, if you don't want to work with me, you can take me out again and you still own it. And if you go into search console and you know how to add users and take users out and put them at the right permission level, if you want to work with somebody as well as me or instead of me, this is how you do it. And you'll know how to do these kind of things. So it's not just tied down to your agency who set it up for you right. or, you know, your cousin's nephew's next door neighbor who set it up for you. And then they move States right. or move country or whatever. And you can't get hold of them again. So then you can't get into any of your data anymore because, oh, well, you know, he set it up for us six months ago and now we don't know where any of it is. So, oh, well, we'll start again and we'll spoil another set of analytics code. And you're just like, well, you've got like 15 versions of analytics on your site. Please stop. Um, so, <laughs> That kind of process I go through, awesome. when, you know, when you're working with good agencies and good um, contractors, I would suggest that, you know, as a site owner, you should own all this stuff. If, if it's about your site and about your yeah. business and about your data, you should have the keys to that box. You can share those keys with whoever you want. And if you want to share them with me, that's cool. But, you know, if you want to change your mind later down the line and not give me the keys, that should also be in your control too. Yeah, that reciprocity is really important. Um, all right, I like it. In in that rant that I, I referenced, the, the rant you had with, with Morty, you mentioned a blog post by an SEO named Dan Taylor. 
I had I had never heard of Dan before you 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 mentioned yeah. it, and so I found his. I think I found his blog post. It's mostly about local SEO agencies. So it sounds like the quality of the local SEO agencies in the, mm-hmm. in the UK isn't a lot better than the, the local <laughs> SEO agencies here in the States. So I, I wonder if you think this is a particular problem in local SEO, let's say like technical SEO or content shops. And if it is, and that seems really disappointing because these are for small businesses whose marketing dollar is stretched to the max and it's the, they're, yeah, taking advantage of them would be like the, the kind of like extra mean, I guess, than a huge gigantic corporation. You know what I mean? Yeah. No. So if, if for your listeners who haven't heard of Dan, so Dan Taylor, um, work, he's that's obviously a fairly common name, but he's a super smart guy. Works for an agency called Salt Agency here in the north of England. Um, but yeah, go yeah. look him up. He's super smart guy. Lots to learn from him. Um, but yeah, his blog post was hilarious. Like the one of the other, one of the other examples I think he had in that one uh, from an agency that. Um, and they were quite a big agency. And on one side of the room, they had a team that were charging a client for link building. And they were going out buying links and guest mm-hmm. posting and all these other kind of things and you know, some fairly shady things. And on the other side of the room, they had the technical SEO team who were disavowing half the links because they were junk. <laughs> so they were charging them twice. <laughs> they were charging them for building the links in the first place and then charging them for like stripping them out and the disavow tool. And it's just like, wow, okay, so that's... You know, financially, I mean, oh bank, the bank manager for that agency must have been thrilled, but the client, you know, when they see that kind of stuff, must just be like, wow. But, right. um, yeah, is local SEO more spammy and crappy than other areas of SEO? I don't think so. I think, you know, it's like anything, isn't it? Like you're saying, oh, you know, there's, is it worse or better in the UK than the US? I think, you know, there's bad actors everywhere, right? Um, it's trying to give people the tools to, to spot the difference. But I think that the danger with the local SEO is that, some people kind of perceive it as easy. It's like, all right, you know, why well, I, I can't, mm-hmm. I can't rank number one for like buy shoes on Google. Like, well, that's that seems pretty junky. But I, I might be able to rank number one for buy shoes in Cambridge. That that seems a bit more achievable. Yeah. And you get these kind of people who sometimes they're well-meaning, like you know, they're um, website developers or coders, and you know, they see this kind of SEO stuff and there's funds and available money sloshing around under this label of SEO, and they're like. Ah. I can sprinkle some SEO on, like, you know, I've read a few books and a few blog posts, I can SEO the website. You know, we've all come across that before you speak to a client and like, you know, they're like, oh, I'm not even sure if I need SEO. Like my, my developer SEO'd the website when they built it. And you're like, yeah. okay, let, let's let's see. <laughs> you, man, you know, I'm not, not gonna disparage that person's work. I'm sure maybe they did, but let, let's have a look. And then, you know, you kind of point some things out to them. But yeah, I think sometimes local SEO is perceived as easy. So that, that may be where you get kind of, um, a lower entry point for bad actors. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, one, one part of this, I, this is kind of an out, outside the box question, but one part of this that I thought about was Google's role or the role of certifications generally. Like if you wanted to be an attorney in the United States, you have to pass the bar exam. If you want to be an accountant, you have to pass the CPA exam. You know, they have certifications for analytics. They have certifications for ads. I'm sure they have certifications for Android, you know, whatever. Um, you know, this industry has no certifications. So there's really nothing that says like, you know, the 15 year old kid in their, in their parents' basement is just as good as Greg Gifford. You know, it's, it's just, it's one person's word versus the other. Nobody's as good as Greg Gifford, surely. (laughs) But do you think there, whether that's Google or some other third party, there should be more like a respected certification for our profession. I'd like to think that there could be, but I'm not sure it would work. Um, 
Yeah. SEO just moves so quickly. And even yeah. just like this, if you think about the changes this year and the core algorithm updates this year and that, you know, I, I mean, I perhaps uncharitably call it Google moving the goalposts, but you know, it changes fast. It changes a lot. And it's like, I don't want to, I don't want to put myself in a position. I'm saying, oh, that 15 year old kid in the, in their mom's basement is lousy SEO. They might be amazing. So, you know, if they get they results, be amazing, then, right? Sure. Yeah. So maybe, maybe they're doing the right things. And I'm not going to say that like, you know, the 40 plus year old guy in Cambridge is amazing just because of the virtue of his age. Like, you know, SEO moves sure. fast and one day even I'm going to be obsolete probably fairly soon, but it's like, you know, this, <laughs> I don't, I don't want to sort of say that, you know, this whole kind of gatekeeping thing of like, oh, you have to have a certificate and you have to have a badge and things like you, sh you should have results. If you got good results and you can show that you're doing stuff mm -hmm. and, and you're moving the needle in the right direction, then good for you. I think that's, I think that's well said. Um, last thing you're, you're an agency owner. You know, I wonder if this problem is an issue with agency agencies generally, or maybe if you're, if you are somebody who, who owns an agency that you might, might want to be on guard. Like I own an agency. I want to be on guard for this kind of stuff. I want to make sure that this isn't happening. Do you have anything to, to safeguard at your own agency that you don't have a rogue actor or that you don't have somebody to make sure of this or, you know, how do you make sure that plan. there's my some foolproof plan? My, 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 <laughs> I would full, love to, yeah. My foolproof plan is I'm an agency of one. So, I mean, okay. I, I think agency kind of aggrandizes my, so I, I'm a, a contractor, I'm a freelancer, you know, whatever term you want to throw around it. So I, I don't own ag an agency in that kind of strictest sense. Um, but yeah, I guess that's, that's tricky, isn't it? Is like, you know, if you have a, even a small team of like, you know, 15, 20 people, how do you know that, you know, one of your team that, you know, is under pressure to deliver results isn't you know, setting exactly. up PBNs and right. stuff off the back of things to, you know, make sure they meet their targets and get their bonus for the year and stuff. Um, yeah, I think the only way I guess around that is an understanding of making sure that your team know what they're doing and why, and like what the potential downsides of doing bad things are, but it's like, you know, even the definition of bad is can be, can be fairly loose, right? Like, you know, one person's black hat right. is another person's gray hat is another person's white hat is another person's like, um, you know, so Craig Campbell, you might, um, know, have heard about him. He's, a I a, 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 a flatter myself, a friend of mine, but he, he hates all that kind of white hat, black hat, gray hat kind of thing. He's like, you know, the only thing that's important is a yeah. results hat. So, you know, if, if it gets results yeah. and it's kind of like on the edges of the boundaries, then maybe it's, but as long as you, as long as you do it knowingly then that's his, his approach. And I've, you know, I've got a lot of time for that. I mean, I, you know, uh, have a slightly romantic view about things that, you know, I try and steer, steer clear of things that are outside the boundaries of the rules. Um, but you know, I can understand that, you know, some people want to push those boundaries and you know, depending on what kind of industries and niches you're trying to compete in, you know, you want to get number one in the casino rankings field. Good luck. Right. If you're just going to go pure white hat, <laughs> so I'm sure it's possible, yeah. but it's, it's super hard. It's very hard indeed. Well, well, listen, Andrew, this has been great. I, I've, uh, you're a great conversation partner. You're a really fun person to have a beer with too. If, Thanks. if people want to reach it. you or, or get in touch with you, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Uh, what's your favorite social media? How do people get in touch with you? I spend far too much time on Twitter. Um, <laughs> I am on lots of other social platforms and stuff too, but yeah, I'm, I'm one of those people that kind of doom scrolls through Twitter for about 15 hours a day. Um, so you can find me on Twitter. I'm 
optimize you pretty much everywhere. So I'm on Instagram and stuff. If you particularly want to see photos of my dog, mostly, uh, but mostly SEO stuff, I'm on, I'm on Twitter. Um, but yeah, optimize you with an S, I should say. So for all my uh, American friends that uh, like to throw Zs into everything, like we're British and we litter Ss where there should be Zs, and phonetically it doesn't make sense, <laughs> but you know it's a tradition thing. So. I love it. I love it. Well, Andrew, thank you again for coming on. I'm going to give you a virtual cheers. You seem like uh, just a perfect guest for Suds and Search. We should do this again. We should do it again. Yeah, I'd love to come on again. So drinking beer in the afternoon on Friday is my favorite thing. <laughs> awesome. Well, for everybody else, we'll be back next week for another episode of Suds and Search. Andrew, thanks again. Thanks, Mark. Thanks, Mark.